Welcome to podcast number nine from ministrytochildren.com. My name is Tony Coomer, and today I'll be talking with Shannon Velasquez from Group VBS. Now, I got to know Shannon a little bit last summer when I went to Colorado to participate in their field test for the Pandemania VBS. And one of the things that Shannon does for Group is she coordinates these VBS training events all across the country. And that's a lot of what I want to talk with Shannon about today. So, Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Well, just to get started, can you tell me how you ended up working for group publishing? Oh, my gosh. Well, it was a dream come true. I wanted to work for group publishing um, ever since college. I heard about the company, and I applied, and I applied, and I applied, and um, six times was the charm for me. I finally wore them down and got my dream wa- my dream job working on group's VBS team. So I'd like to say it was a super easy journey for me. It wasn't, but I definitely know that God has me in the right place because I just love being here every day. Well, let's talk about VBS. What are some things that you think every church can do just to have a better VBS? Oh, absolutely. Well, Vacation Bible School is so important. Um, It's such a tremendous outreach opportunity for our churches, and we get the chance to see kids that maybe the rest of the year never come to church, maybe come to church on Christmas and Easter only, and then VBS, or a lot of kids who just walk in off the street and it's their very first time. So we may be all of God that those kids are ever going to get to see, and we have one week to make a huge impact in their life. So I just I can't stress enough the importance of Vacation Bible School. That said, um, our goal here now with group is really to make Vacation Bible School something that is effective and um, transforming for children's lives and take it beyond that week. Um, really hit the message hard and hit it home so that it's something they carry with them all year long and hopefully for the rest of their lives. So our approach here at group is to do everything um, hands-on so that kids are learning it and getting the important Vacation Bible School message in every rotation that they go through, every single thing that they do at VBS. So none of their time there is going to be wasted. Um, We're not playing games just to have fun. We're not doing word searches. And just to kill time or making snacks just to give them yummy things to eat. Every single thing that we do is intentionally designed to tie back to the daily Bible point. So we make sure when they leave at the end of each day and then at the end of that week that they know it, they get it, and they're taking it with them. So you guys are looking at just being intentional with the way you program the curriculum and, you know, a lot of churches could do better at that. I, I remember some experiences when I was a kid. And it seemed like, you know, my mom would drop me off at all these churches for vacation Bible school. And this was, I mean, I have horror stories, but it seems like the churches we would go to, there was always one that the little, I think it was a church of Christ or something. And they would, they would summon the Lord's army and marches in every morning. And I don't even remember what the lessons were about. I remember that song because it just seemed so strange because we were a bunch of kids marching into church acting like we were in the army. Anyway, so intentionality, that's what you think churches need to do. Absolutely. You know, there's so many things that we grew up with in church. Um, I'm speaking for myself. You know, I grew up and uh, in the church and had wonderful experiences always coming up. But there are just a lot of old school things that that we did back in the day. You know, it was all about flannel boards and um, word searches and, you know, just all those kinds of things that at the end of the day are kind of just killing time. I mean, I don't know that I could tell you I learned more about 
God or grew in my relationship with Jesus Christ by doing a word search. I don't think there's any word search in the world that can do that. You know, our goal here at Group is really to be so intentional about building that relationship to help children grow in their faith and grow in their relationships so that they don't just learn about God as something that's this far off thing that's in a Bible and, and you'd never meet a God, meet God or or have any kind of personal relationship. We want it to be personal. We want them to know God and feel close to God and experience God. So that's what we're all about. Going back to regular churches now, what are some challenges that you hear about from the churches that you're working with in training? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, our our churches these days, I, my hat's off to you, Tony, for what you do. It's It's definitely a hard job in this day and age. And so the struggles for churches are are many. Um, budget is huge right now, especially with the way the economy is. Um, people are making cutbacks everywhere, and of course that translates to you know less money coming in to the church through tithes and offerings. So we're trying to do more for more people with less funds, and so that's that's a huge challenge. Um, family involvement is another huge challenge. You know, these days, most kids are growing up in a family where both parents are working outside the home and there's 10 million things going on all the time. And it's really difficult for families to make time to get to church together and to sit down together at home and discuss God and the Bible and, and have those important conversations. So I think those are the biggest challenges these days, anyway, that I see. Regarding the budget issue, what are some things that you have heard, maybe some new ideas from these churches, especially with VBS, how they are doing doing their VBS with less budget? Sure. Oh, everybody's trying to do more with less these days. Um, you know, there's some amazing ideas that I've heard from churches all over the country. A lot of it is creative fundraising. Um, a lot of people don't like to charge for their VBS. And that's fine. I don't I don't think that people need to. If you decide to go down that road, though, there's a lot of money to be made and you don't have to charge an exorbitant amount, but just a little bit for the families to be actively involved in participating in their kids getting an education for that day at Vacation Bible School. So a lot of churches are charging for VBS now. Also, fundraising, you know, there's so many great things that you can sell and do that will benefit your Vacation Bible School financially, but will also benefit the families that are involved in your VBS. Things like selling the music. Group VBS music is, well, in my opinion, of course, I might be a little bit biased, but I think it's absolutely phenomenal, and um, we've got a few awards to prove that. The kids absolutely love the music, and, you know, we hear year over year, people just can't stop singing the songs. They want to take them home. They want to listen to them in the car. They want to keep them with them all year long. And so one great thing that you can do is buy a bunch of CDs in bulk and then just sell them for a couple dollars, three dollars, five dollars, and to the families, which is still a whole lot cheaper than any CD they'd ever be able to buy in any store anywhere. And you're doing great stuff. You're getting the money to fund your VBS and put back in your program. And you're also investing in those families and giving them a great tool that they can keep with them all year round. Well, as you know, on our blog here, I, I do reviews of different curriculums for Vacation Bible School. And that's kind of one of the things we do is we just help people make choices and evaluate, you know, what maybe programs are best for their church. So um, what would you say to someone who's who's looking at Group VBS and they're looking at some of the other publishers and they're just trying to figure out what are the what are the big differences? So where do you see maybe Group is different from some of the other Bible school publishers out there? One major thing that I just, if I could get this message out to everybody all over the world, it's not just about the theme. 
Vacation Bible School is a lot of fun, and it can transport kids and and your whole entire congregation to wonderful dream destinations. But that is not the reason we do VBS. We do VBS for life change. So when you are looking at different programs, don't just base your idea on what could be the cutest decorations in your church and, you know, what kind of theme you think is just striking a chord with you this year. It's not just about the theme. Um, but past that, some huge differentiators for group. We spend so much time, and, and Tony, you got, you got to see a piece of that when you came out to the field test, but nothing we do here is an accident. You know, we try things at the field test, and we review them, and we take that critique, and sometimes we completely rewrite entire sections or entire programs based on the feedback we get. We test it. We want to make sure that it's actually working in the real world with real kids. Sometimes we have what we think are the most brilliant VBS ideas ever, and they work great here in our cubicles at group publishing, um, but it doesn't translate to the church. So it's so important that we take that step to actually test, to get feedback from people who are doing it in the field And then, you know what, if we've made a mistake or we've gone the wrong direction, we own it. We're not perfect. We're not here to be perfect or tell anybody that we are. We're here to change lives. And so that is really our main focus and our main goal. Again, the intentional design of all of the rotations, the way that everything in a group VBS really works together so that kids get one Bible point a day. It's something that they can remember and connect with, and it's translated to them in all of their different rotations. So they go to a snack, and they're not just having sugar cookies. They're they're learning and they're making a snack that represents that Bible point. When they go to their game, they're playing games that um, drive home that Bible point. Of course, when they're in their Bible rotation, they're not just hearing Bible stories. They're actually living and experiencing Bible stories. This year in Pandemania, we've got the story of Jonah and the big fish. Kids don't just hear that or see it up on a flannel graph. They actually get to go into that big fish and they get to talk about what that would have been like, what it felt like for Jonah to be in there, what what it may have sounded like, what it may have smelled like, which is something none of us want to think about with Jonah and the fish. But it's it's a valid point. All of those different things so that kids are learning it on every level. They're not just getting it through reading it. Um, they're hearing it. They're feeling it. They're experiencing it. So the intentionality of all of that. And then we enforce that through everything we do. You know, we've got the Bible memory buddies. Each day, there's a Bible point that's introduced, and it comes with a new character, and it all ties back in. And then at the end of the week, kids are given their own set of Bible memory buddies that have the scripture printed right there on the back. So it's something fun. It's a great keepsake. They can have forever and play with. We've got kids who have collected them every single year they've been to VBS, and those Bible buddies have been sent everywhere. We have children who've sent them with their with their fathers off to war. We've had Bible buddies sent um, like to homeless shelters and just the stories we get about them and how those little pieces of scripture just really reached out and touched people in unique ways. It's just phenomenal. And then I think the other thing that we have that's just so wonderful and I'm such a huge fan of is our Operation Kid to Kid Missions Program. OK2K for short, it's the largest missions or child to child missions program in the world. 
And our theory on that is the same as on everything else, that children learn more by doing than just us telling them about something. So the way that missions has traditionally been done in churches and um, vacation Bible school is we ask children to bring in their pennies and nickels and dimes, and we tell them that we're going to send them to somebody who is hungry somewhere, or maybe somebody who doesn't have a place to live, and we send that money, and that's the end of it. That's all they ever do with it. Well, we think that for children to really get it, they have to be actively involved in the missions project itself. So with Operation Kid to Kid, we provide hands-on missions opportunities where kids can make something with their own two hands, pray over it, learn about the kids that it's going to, put a special message in the gift, and then send it and keep a little keepsake that's their reminder to continually pray for that child who they may never meet, but who they are showing a little piece of God to. So I think Operation Kid to Kid is is phenomenal and just another great distinctive that we have with Group BBS. You know, when I was out in Colorado for your field test, one of the things that really struck me was the debriefing sessions each day. And you talked a little bit about that, how after the you guys spend all morning doing VBS, you have lunch, you come back in, and it's like everybody from, from Joni Schultz, who's the chief creative officer, to the graphic design people, to the curriculum writers, and you guys all sit there with these 15 to 20 real children's ministers, and you just like grill every detail of the day and saying, can we do this snack better? Did this snack connect with the Bible? Did this, did this game work? And you're, you're testing three or four different games. And that was an eye opener for me because, you know, one thing I've always felt like in children's ministry is if, if I taught the lesson one week, I could, I could probably teach a better lesson next week just from what I've learned through that experience. And you guys are doing that in an intentional way for the curriculum. And I, I, I was just super impressed with that, especially the way it didn't seem like people were real defensive of their ideas. From top to bottom, everybody was like, you know, just make it work. Somebody had a great idea and somebody had a better idea and they just kind of give and take. So I could tell that you guys were really dedicated to, to doing a good product. Um, so there's my little two cents on that. Yeah. Well, hey, um, speaking of innovation, uh, last week in the mail, or no, just two days ago in the mail, I got a package from you guys, and inside of it was this cool little toy called a Gabby? Gabbit. Gabbit. It's oh. Gabbit. Okay. Yeah, Gabbit like rabbit. That's why there's a rabbit on it. Okay, tell me about the Gabbit like a rabbit, and because I just got this out of the box, and I went down the hall as a great packaging. I mean, you you didn't you didn't skimp on the packaging because this is a huge envelope, and I. I saw it and I thought, man, she sent me a T-shirt or she sent me something really big, and it's a gabbit. It's just <laughs> a handheld game. And so I went down the hallway and I started t- torturing our youth minister with it, and then I took it home. And we haven't had a chance to play it yet at home. But tell me a little bit about the gabbit and what's that supposed to be? Sir, the gabbit is a brand-new product um, for us here at Group, and we're so excited about it. It's kind of our first, one of our very first steps. Um, towards really creating products that are specifically designed for families to take those important messages that kids hear at church and Sunday school and at VBS and carry them back into the home um, where they can discuss that with their parents because that's just so important. So what we've tried to do with Gabbit is make family devotions game-like, something fun that kids want to do um, so it's exciting and it doesn't feel like a chore. But at the same time, it's connecting families and getting them to talk about important things that just don't normally come up in the course of a day in the car or at dinner. Um, so we just ask some fun questions and we're providing little platforms for parents to kind of take the reins 
and pull those conversations and get exactly what they need out of their children. So there's any number of fun questions, things like, you know, if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Um, and so then our kids, of course, love superheroes and are happy to talk about that. And, and then it's easy to lead them into a discussion. Well, you know, God is the ultimate superhero. Any superpower you could ever ask for, God already has. And isn't that amazing that we serve a God who is bigger than Superman and Wonder Woman all rolled into one? And how fantastic is that? And so it's just great, positive wonderful little conversations, little vignettes that you can get in a fun little game. You can take it anywhere. It can You can do it around the dinner table. You can do it in the car. You can do it at restaurants if you have a few minutes to kill um, while you're waiting for your meal or soccer practice. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely perfect. And you can take any time that you have, even just a couple minutes with your children and turn it into something really positive and a learning experience for everybody. Yeah, I immediately, when I saw it, I thought, man, this would be really great for vacation and those long car rides or even to grandma's house on the weekend, which is an hour in the car. You know, we, we've kind of gotten into this trap now where we've got the DVD player and we've got the kids all have their little handheld thingies and we crank the radio up. And so what could be family time in the car or for us for in the big old van, you know, has become everybody's kind of doing their own thing. But I remember back on vacation, Two years ago, a time when we played 20 questions in the car, and the kids just loved the 20 questions in the car. And uh, this is kind of a an electronic tool to make stuff like that happen, but then also to use that time intentionally to uh, to have faith conversations with the kids. So I'm excited about it. Uh, it was a cool thing. I took it home. David, you know, David, your best friend forever. Yes. He uh, he saw it and he was excited about it. Now, for you guys on the podcast, uh, David, my 10-year-old son, he went with me to Colorado. He was very impressed with you, Shannon. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We were very impressed with David as well. He's welcome here anytime. So while we're just pausing, I've got to tell you two funny. The other day, a whole bunch of people here um, for some videos, and we had a bunch of kids and so some, some families that had not been to group before, and they were with I was kind of leading the shoot, and so we were together probably for a couple hours. And then afterwards, just I took everybody on a tour so they could kind of see around group. And, you know, then we took them to the cafe so they could get something to drink on their way out. And so many of the kids just kept asking, why is everybody here so nice? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why is everyone at group publishing so nice? I'll be honest with you. That is one thing that I have said about you every time I have a chance to People at church will ask me or people, fr friends of mine at other churches or friends of mine who work for different Christian publishers, they'll say, well, what was it like to go to group? And I was like, you know, it was really uncomfortable for me because everyone was so nice and I'm just not used to that kind of, you know, and it's, it's, it was a different kind of experience and it took me like, you know, two or three days once I got home to start being my gra grouchy self again. You know, it was like infectious. Uh, kindness or something. I don't know. I know. It's great. We love each other. We're one big happy family here. It's the best place in the entire world to work. I really do believe. Okay. We are in October right now when we're recording this podcast and people will be listening to this October, November, December. In terms of planning vacation Bible school, what do churches need to be doing right now? I know we're all thinking about Christmas um, and then some of the winter stuff coming up, but what do churches need to be doing now in the fall to get ready for Vacation Bible School next summer? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, of course, here um, at Group Publishing in VBS Village, we live VBS, 
24 seven, 365 days a year. So I can't imagine going through a day, week or a month, not thinking about VBS. But I think for churches, this is an important time to start planning. Um, you know, of course, we need to have at this point, I would assume our vacation Bible school director, that position. And if you're going to have a co-director, those positions should at this point be solidified. Um, we should also be hammering out our budget, whatever that's going to be, you know, figuring out how much the church has to contribute, if any, how much we think we can fundraise from the congregation, if we're going to be able to pay all of those sorts of things. We also need to be setting goals um, at this point for how many kids we'd like to have. Um, and, you know, you can do that by looking at past years. And are you going to be more intentional about outreach or is it going to be more of an in-church event this year? So figuring out all those basics um, so that when the VBS starter kits release in December, you're going in kind of with an idea in your head of what you can do how many kids you're going to have, how much money you have to spend. This time of year is phenomenal in terms of getting great deals um, on decorating items and costumes. I mean, when Halloween's over and all of that stuff is half off, if you already kind of have an idea in your head of what, what you're going to be doing for VBS, you can get steals of deals um, when you're out shopping. And also the same thing is true right after Christmas. I mean, tons of stuff, lights and every kind of decoration you could ever assume. So if you're really going into it and you're very intentional about your planning, you can get things for just pennies on the dollar, which is kind of my forte here at Group. I shop for deals and try to figure out how to decorate on a dime and how to make things look like a million bucks when really um, – I spent, you know, a couple pennies at a garage sale. So I'm always thinking that way. So the more you can plan ahead, the more you're going to be able to do for less money, which, again, with the way things are these days, money's tight everywhere. So we really need to be pinching pennies. And the best way, I think, to do that is by planning ahead. That's a great tip. And, Shannon, I just want to say thanks again for coming on the podcast and sharing uh, all that you shared today. I know that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Yay. Thank you so much, Tony. Tony.